right, everybody. Wednesday, December 8th, 2.56 Pacific Standard Time. We are joined by our latest commit in the class of 2021. Is it the class of Benji? Help me out. Is it the year that you sign or is it the year that you graduate? What year? What year is the what, what year class? that you graduate? So, the so class I'm technically class of 2022 because we enroll in 2022. OK, so class of 2022, six foot five, 240 pounds from Pilot Mountain, North Carolina, currently at Carroll County High School, four star t- tight end and a defensive lineman benji what's going on welcome to sons of saturday i appreciate it thank you i appreciate appreciate you having me and everything's going great for sure man well hey let's start uh let's start from the beginning um as you entered your recruitment as you figured out that hey gonna have a chance to play uh division one football here what were some of the most important things for you that you were looking in uh at schools that you were visiting or considering going to um, mainly the type of people that I would be around like 90% most of the time, 90% of the time, the type of coaches, um, type of players, type of teammates, um, the atmosphere that I'd be around, um, whether it be the football field, the weight room, nutrition, uh, the campus in general. Um, I took all those into considerations, but mainly, um, those were, those were like the, uh, things, those were the kind of the main things. And the other things I really uh, kind of focused on was uh, how I could develop there as a player. Um, who would who would they bring in to develop me? How would they use me? Um, how would they uh, strengthen my weaknesses and exploit my strengths? So, um, and uh, everything everything that I just named, uh, uh, tech definitely checked every box, and uh, they they got everything and and much more. So, yeah. So Benji, I mean you. Looking at your offer list here, you had a lot of options to go pretty much anywhere in the country. Originally, we're committed to Ohio State back in November of 2020. Curious, what uh, what led you to originally commit to Ohio State? And then uh, what led you to open your recruitment back up and uh, and investigate your other options? Yeah, so I committed back in, like you said, November of 2020. And at that time, the tight ends at Ohio State were having a lot of success. Um, I had a great relationship with Coach Day and Coach Wilson, the uh, head coach, obviously, and the tight ends coach. Um, and I was I was actually kind of being recruited a lot heavy, uh, a lot heavier by the other tight end commit, Bennett. He's still committed, and me and him actually stay in contact a lot. We're still good friends. Um, but uh, I was just so amped up and hyped um, about where they the way they were playing. And like I said, the way they offer everything tech does, but, uh, uh and initially like I, I, um, had kind of been zeroing in on Ohio state for a while. And, uh, the, just the tremendous success that Jeremy Rucker and Luke Farrell had last year, things like that. Um, that kind of, uh, that kind of propelled me to verbally commit then. And, uh, regarding my decommitment, it was in July of 2021, July, 20, July this year. Yep. Um, and uh, I had been trying to get up there through all, throughout the spring or not throughout the spring, whenever, whenever the dead period ended, which was like June something. Um, and uh, I, I found myself, we were in the baseball state championship, which lasted all the way to June 29th. So every weekend I had every pretty much every day or every other day in the week, I had uh, filled up with baseball or track. So um, initially, uh, at, and then uh, after all that, I kind of sat down with my family and like, we kind of agreed that that wasn't really a coincidence. Um, it was, we were kind of trying to be told something. Um, and so uh, we made, uh, we made the decision to decommit from there. And those coaches were really respectable about it. Um, 
I've had a call with the coach Wilson back a couple months ago, nothing about football. He just wanted to see how I was doing, get to uh, get to get to catch up on me. So that's the kind of, that's the kind of people they are up there. And I really like them, but uh, yeah, we, I just, just wasn't the spot for me. I feel like, but that that's kind of how it all went down. Cool, man. And then uh, when, when you became quote unquote back on the market, uh, what schools were actively continuously pers- uh, pursuing you even when you were committed to Ohio State or were there certain schools that picked up their pursuit of you uh, once you decided to decommit? While I was committed, it really wasn't a lot. It was like maybe a text here and there from an SEC or ACC coach uh, every other week, every other week, I should say, um, maybe two or three a month. It wasn't a lot. Okay. Um, by the time I decommitted, uh, within a week, I think uh, a lot of schools are texting me, Georgia, Iowa, um, Minnesota, Montana, Purdue, uh, some guys from Michigan State, uh, and pretty much everyone else that had previously recruited me were kind of hitting me up and being like, asking, like, what's your thoughts, things like that. Um, and pretty much, uh, pretty much to sum it up, they they just kind of got back on the wagon, and uh, yeah, it was it, it was a lot of more it was a lot more schools, and it was actually kind of overwhelming at first, but uh, that's that's how that all went down. So walk me through then your relationship with Virginia Tech. When did that start? Um, and uh, from when they were recruiting you, when Coach Fuente was here to now with Coach Pry taking over, how has that changed? Kind of walk me through the timeline of your recruitment to Virginia Tech. So I first heard from them, I think it was March of 2020. It was over. It was right, it was right when uh, things kind of started to shut down. And uh, I talked to Coach Shivas on the phone. Um, he didn't offer me the first call. Uh, he kind of just talked about, uh, asked about me, got to know me a little bit. And I think it might have been April by the time they had offered, April of 2020 when they offered. And I kept in somewhat consistent contact with him. We probably, I couldn't text him. Uh, we could, we would call um, maybe once every week just to kind of, he would update me and him on how they're progressing, what they were doing, ask how I was doing, things like that. Um and it was just kind of somewhat consistent contact throughout that summer um, and a little bit in the fall. Um, not really much contact. There, he would sometimes send me a graphic a little bit what, by the time I was committed. He was one of those guys that would hit me up sometimes, like every week or so, even when I was still committed, um, just to let me know he was still interested and they were thinking about me. Um, and then by the time I had uh, decommitted, he kind of jumped on it, jumped on, jumped on, uh, jumped on the bandwagon hard, or not the bandwagon, <laughs> the wagon hard, and started really zeroing in on me. And got we got to probably texting and talking three, four times a week. I would have a FaceTime with Coach Fuente, maybe once every week, just to talk to him. Up until I got um, to see them up there, and I finally got to see a visit. Um, I think it was it was early September. I went to the Middle Tennessee game. Uh, loved it there. Got to meet almost all the coaches, all the recruiting staff. They were great people. And then I visited again for the Notre Dame game. Uh, like I said, we got a whole campus tour that day, which was really cool. Loved the campus there. A lot of things to do there. And I got to witness a night game atmosphere against the top team in the country in Lane Stadium, which you can imagine. That's just insane. So I was really blown away by that visit, even if the, even, even uh, though they unfortunately lost by barely, it was still like one of the best visits I'd have to a college. Um, 
And then I guess when everything else went down with Coach Fuente and Coach Pry, I was kind of skeptical, not with like how I liked the Hokies. I always have liked Virginia Tech. Uh, and uh, I was just kind of on edge on where I stood in their recruitment with new coaches coming in, which with the uncertainty. But once they named Coach Pry the head coach, uh, I got really excited because where he came from, Penn State, I got recruited a lot by them um, from their Titans coach and that offensive side of the ball. So uh, me and him had kind of – we ain't really we didn't talk or text really much when he was at Penn State and I was being recruited by them. But he definitely knew of me, and he knew of, of me when uh, he got to Tech and – and yeah, so we got we were pretty excited. We that was the it was the first time we talked. Um, was it, it was last Friday when I told him on Facetime with Coach Price at my house, and uh, just the kind of guy he was, passionate, and uh, he was really excited to be there. So yeah, I mean, and obviously the visit he came to my house. It, he's a great guy and he's a great coach, and I'm definitely looking forward to being coached by him. Benji, this is the million dollar question. I'm gonna have to ask you, and then after that, we'll move we'll move into uh, kind of your game and stuff about you. But everybody listening is trying to learn as much as they can about Coach Pry, about Coach Quinn, about JC. Um, just kind of want to know from a personality perspective what they're like. What was the visit like? Kind of uh, walk us through your interactions with them um, since they've taken over here at Tech. Well, I'll start with Coach Pry. So Coach Pry is a really passionate energetic guy he likes to talk um he's family friendly family friendly he knows how to interact with you um he's not he's not like a he's not what am I trying to say I don't know what really but he's just he's a really <laughs> fun guy he's like yeah. a fun guy to talk to it's easy to talk to some guys when they get like when they meet high caliber individuals you kind of get nervous um you study your words um you don't know what to say with him he's just coming in like he's one of your friends, he's coming in to meet you. He's coming to talk to you, getting to know about you. It's nothing, not no pressures on you. And he's just, he's just chill and laid back. But like I said earlier, he's passionate and uh, he's really excited to be at Virginia Tech. And you can tell with how much he's recruiting and um, how much he's getting out to people that he's definitely serious about this. And with Coach Quinn, um, I didn't get to talk with him a lot, but from what I did, the initial thought that I had when I met him is, this guy, he, he's really open. He's just cool. He's collective. He's calm. No matter who you meet, no matter who he meets, he's just going to be the same guy. Um, I found it pretty – the little time I did talk to him, it was easy to talk to him. Um, you can relate to him. Uh, he's one of those younger coaches that are, I bet, really excited and really fun and really energetic. So, uh, excuse me, uh, I'm really looking forward to building my relationship with him. And Coach Price, I mean, he's a freaking – he bleeds so you – I guess whatever the color, velvet or something, orange. Um, yeah, maroon and orange, man. No velvet. No velvet. I can't ever. There's like orange, <laughs> white. There's like 700 different colors of everything. But uh, that dude is hokey through and through for sure. And you can tell that by just the way he talks in public and private, the stories he tells, um, how excited he was to be here, um, the emotions he uh, uh, comes out with during the games and how he coaches and the passion he coaches with um he's just he's just really passionate about virginia tech and that's that's the type of coaching you need up in virginia tech and i feel like we're getting uh we're getting back to that which is which is really good so you talked about you know some of the most important things for you were who's going to develop you how am i going to be developed so my question for you is when you talk to coach fry you talked to coach 
Price and you talk to Coach Quinn, what is the vision that they're putting forward to you, whether it's from an offensive perspective, whether it's from an academics perspective? What is their vision for this program um, as you being one of the first classes to come in under this new staff? Um, that's a good question. Uh, we, we didn't really talk too much about just the stat, uh, just the, like our class. It was more of kind of just getting to know each other at first. Um, but obviously his vision is to keep all the guys we can right now, because, you know, a lot of people are kind of every time a coaching change goes, happens with the committee guy, you kind of are on edge with what you want to do. So his goal right now is just to keep everybody that he can, especially the Virginia guys, the people in Virginia. And the goal looking forward is, like he said in interviews and previously, to keep Virginia talent in Virginia. You know, back in the day, like if you played in Virginia, you didn't want to go anywhere else. Virginia Tech was the spot. Um, and I feel like it's kind of lost that over the past, I don't know, five, six, seven, eight, whatever years. Um, and then I, they're, they're really going to work hard, and I think they're going to succeed in doing that. And if we can do that, then we will consistently be in the top 15, top 25 every year competing for big-time bowl games and winning championships. And that's, that's their big goal, which obviously is really attractive to recruits, um, things like that. And that's, the, that's their main goal. And um, I think this class will be the one to kick it off. So let's talk about you for a little bit here. I was watching your film earlier today. Um, and uh, my favorite thing about your film is, yes, you're a tight end. Um, but <laughs> you had no interest in promoting touchdowns, in promoting long runs. First four plays of your highlight tape are a high motor sack, chasing down a punt returner, uh, burying a dude 15 yards down the field, blocking uh, and then a defensive touchdown. So I just want to ask, you know, for somebody who may have not seen your film, what kind of player is Benji Gosnell? Um, how do you approach the game? Uh, what is Virginia Tech getting in uh, in you coming forward here uh, this upcoming season? Uh, yeah, I mean, I just like to play hard and play fast. And if I make a mistake, I like to make a mistake wide open. And uh, obviously you need to – sometimes you kind of need to slow things down a little bit. But go fast as you can in control. I mean – you, know, you want to be in control, but I just like to play wide open. Um, I like to have fun while I'm doing it. And, uh, I mean, I mean, I also like to hit people. So that's one thing. So I'm, I don't really – I'd like to consider myself somebody who doesn't shy away from contact. So I'm looking forward to getting my hands on some 300-pound linemen. That's going to be fun. And, uh, and I'm, like, I, I pride, like you said, I pride myself in being able to do um, what any team wants me to do, whether it be line up at linebacker and – stop running backs or block linebackers or anything like that. Um, I just like to, I just like to be able to do whatever they want me to do. And I think that provides you a lot with uh, being, being on both sides of the ball. Most of your life helps you uh, tremendously with one side of the ball, because if you know defense stopping defense, or I should say um, pushing defenses back and um, threatening you, uh, finding weak spots in defense is a lot easier on the offensive side when you know defense. So um, knowing the position, knowing the positions that I'll have to block and things like that will make it easier for you to block. So uh, obviously knowing both definitely helps with knowing the other um, and beating the other guy, which I, which I like to pride myself in and hopefully I can do. You talked about transferable skills from offense to defense. You also mentioned you ran track and played baseball uh, are there any skill sets or, um, you know, techniques or anything that you take away from those sports uh, or transferable skills that you uh, try to hone in on in your football game on those two sports? 
uh track i mean i, I guess an obvious one is speed speed agility um explosiveness i did hurdles so i want to say jumping but i probably have a vertical of 15 inches so uh no i'm just kidding um but uh yeah speed explosiveness vertical things like that and with baseball um i like to joke to my baseball friends as they say no baseball doesn't require any skill but obviously hitting a 90 mile per hour that is ludicrous if anybody thinks that baseball oh i know i know it does because other people legit actually think that it's ridiculous that's because they don't they've never tried to hit a 90 mile per hour eight ounce ball the size of your palm but uh i guess with baseball really the only thing i think of is uh i mean hand hand eye coordination is a big thing um Look, at, the the day, at the end of the day, man, if <laughs> here's the deal. There are sports where people can just be athletic and play them. Uh, and I love basketball, but basketball is one of those sports. Certain positions in football are that way. You can't just be an athlete in golf or just be an athlete and play baseball. So yeah, I don't, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what your friends are, uh, are, are using to support this take, but, uh, that is, that is absolutely a brutal take. Um, I can definitely yeah. confirm the golf one because I like to consider myself someone an athlete. And the first time I tried golfing, I dug a grave with the golf <laughs> missing the ball. I just could not, I don't know what was up, but yeah, I got a lot of respect. Play for in, uh, some beautiful places to play up there in, uh, in Blacksburg for sure. So bring your, I will up. never play any, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, so uh, rapid fire here. Um, questions first thing that pops in your head. Let me know. Uh, who is your favorite tight end in the NFL or somebody that you model your game after? George Kittle. Gosh, he's the best. He's so good. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's, yeah, George Kittle. Pre-game music vibes. What are you listening to before the game? Uh, ACDC, um, obviously Metallica. Mm-hmm. Um, ACDC, Metallica, um, Amon Amarth. And it's either that, it's either music or like a war documentary about um like afghanistan or iraq i like to get i like to get kind of amped up for that so that gets my drilling going so a war documentary or hard rock music uh never had an answer of a uh, of a documentary before a game that's got to be that's got to be a first for us uh do you have any pregame rituals special socks um i don't know you have any pregame rituals other than a prayer no <laughs> okay, go out and bury dudes um favorite television show it's a great question. Arrow, probably Arrow. Okay, I don't know Arrow. if that's popular. Yeah, I like Arrow. Uh, favorite food or place to eat where you're from? That's let's do that one instead. So, where you're from, if you're bringing uh, teammates back, let's say over spring break or over, uh, you get a couple of days off of football. Where are you, where are you taking everybody to check out? Um, I live in a town of a population of about eight people. So, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. No, I'm kidding. It's like <laughs> it's like two thousand. Maybe. Okay. So okay. there's not a lot. Um, there's a Mexican restaurant called Tlaki Paki. That's pretty good. That's like five minutes from where I live. Um, and then I guess there's kind of your common things like 15 minutes away from me, like cookout, Chick-fil-A and stuff like that. It's, it's, there's not like special things. Uh, Michael Jordan or LeBron James? Frick. <laughs> um, Michael Jordan. I would okay. have to say Jordan. Yeah, but I think I, I'm kind of on the edge. Okay. But I, I have to pick one, Michael Jordan. You picked the right answer. Um, what about hobbies? What does Benji do? You fish, you hunt, you, you know, play tetherball. Uh, what is Benji Gosnell doing? Um, 
I like to fish, but I don't often because I just don't have like, I say I don't have time to do it, but I do sometimes. I just can't find myself or nobody would be willing to go with me yeah. or do yeah. anything with me. Um, hunt, hunt. I don't really do hunting, but I love shooting guns. That's one fun hobby. Um, I have a dog. I have a German Shepherd. I like to play with him and uh, have fun with him. So uh, I'm more. I'm simple. I don't have like a ton of hobbies. I like hanging out with friends, going to restaurants, watching high school sports, stuff like that. I mean, I'm I'm simple. Yeah. And then uh, I added this one just uh, from the baseball stuff. Do you have a favorite baseball team? Favorite baseball player? Um, favorite baseball memory? Uh mem. Team, nah, player. I like I like Yossiel Flig back in the okay. day because I was younger and I really liked baseball. Um, probably baseball favorite memory, probably this was this year. We went like, I uh, can't remember how many games we played, but we went like 17 and one or 17 and two. We lost the state championship, but that whole season was just a great memory because I got to spend early May to late June with the guys and it was my last season in ACER, so. My last my last season playing baseball was pretty cool, even though we ended up how not how we wanted. For y'all young folks, Yasiel Puig is very similar to Manny Ramirez. If you like if you like Yasiel Puig, uh, Manny Marie uh, Manny Ramirez was a funnier and b better at baseball. So check out was check he the guy that played for the Red Sox? He was, yes, he was. <laughs> Manny being Manny. If you if you have some time, go on YouTube, type in Manny being Manny. That guy was endless endless entertainment. Um, Last one I have is a fan submitted question. Uh, it's from All Things Tech. He had two. Um, he first asked, "Do you sense local players generally want to play in college locally?" Which I thought was a good question because I know that your brother plays at North Carolina. Um, curious how involved they were in your recruitment, um, and uh, you know, just the general consensus of uh, North Carolina recruiting North Carolina and Virginia recruiting North Carolina. Um, I think, in a sense. Uh people kind of do do want to uh, go locally, whether that be three hours or less, whatnot, just because they know the type of, they've already know, they've, I'll speak one of these days, they already know the type of environment they're going into just by how they grew up around it. Um, sure. Whether it be only three hours away, it's still the same type of uh, vibe, even if you're in the same state or even if you're across state lines, but only two or three hours away from that. Um, so they, and a lot of people are like, a lot of people are scared of change. I say that because I am one of them. Like, I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm scared of it, but you know, people hesitate if it involves change and to go from playing in California to going to play for Iowa, or whatever. Yeah. Um, I can't see you really playing in Los different. Angeles or, uh, or Connecticut or something. No, like that. I would get tired of those people <laughs> and that place. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah. No, but yeah, I just, yeah. And with the with regards to question, North Carolina and the involvement in my recruitment, they were really involved, especially the last couple of weeks. They were pushing hard on me. We were texting, calling every week. And uh, like I said, I was just waiting on tech to give me the go. Cool. And uh, last one that I have for you is, uh, could you describe your experience uh, visiting Virginia Tech compared to other visits that you had? Um, no hate against other visits and other schools, but it was – exponentially better just the game day atmosphere the stadium was crazy um the fans are awesome um the type of people you're around when you're at virginia tech i mean like tucker halloway those guys gunner they're all they're all great guys and they're 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 people that you want to have as your teammates um um yeah the atmosphere whether it be campus 
teammates, players, coaches, and fans. It's just, in my opinion, it's top notch and second to none. I guess I do have one more question for you. So as we come up to signing day here, um, have you been actively recruiting guys that are committed now, guys that we're still going after? Um, how, how has that been since you've jumped on the boat too? Well, since I've jumped up on the boat, um, I think we've lost maybe one or two. Um, you know, I didn't know them too well. But every time someone does mention it's kind of skeptical and on edge, I do try to throw my two cents in and try to reason with them. Be like, you know, these guys are busy. They'll get back to you as soon as they can. I'll text um, Mr. D. Thorne the, or Mark, and uh, I'll, I'll text him be like, yo, this guy's really uh, – he's anxious. Could you get back to him? And uh, I'll, I'll try to help my do, do my part in helping that form. Um, and I, I stay in contact with them. We all have a group chat, so we definitely stay in contact. We talk every day and talk about things. So we're definitely keeping involved. And, uh, and uh, with the recruiting, I, I mean, I'm not much of a big-time recruiter, but once I get into college and I see other guys, um, the first, I will say one thing. It's kind of off track, not really. But the first time I was at Tech when we got to visit the locker room after their dub, after their win, um, a couple of the players would go up to me and be like, you're next, man. You got to commit and things like that, which I thought was really cool. So I kind of want to be one of that guys, uh, one of those guys in the locker room after games when recruits come in just to kind of support them and things like that, because that made an impact on me. And I think it will on other people. Love that. Love that. Well, Benji, wishing you nothing but the best. Excited to have you on board um, and uh, looking forward to getting you uh, in Blacksburg. Excited for you. Like I said, Best decision I ever made, and I um, think you're in a fantastic hand. So I appreciate it, and we're looking forward to uh, seeing your hockey career unfold here. Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yep. All right, everybody. Welcome in. It's Friday, December 10th. It's 9.41 in the morning on the on the West Coast. Uh, and wanted to take some time to get to know Coach Pry a little bit. We just spoke to Benji Gosnell, a uh, recruit who just uh, committed, actually. was Coach Pry's first commit. I wanted to take some time to learn a little bit about Coach Pry, so reached out to former three-star linebacker from Mays Landing, New Jersey, turned captain of the Penn State football team, Brandon Bell. Brandon Bell, how you doing this morning? I'm good. I'm good, brother. Glad, uh, glad to be on. Where does uh, where does today find you? Are you still in New Jersey, or uh, what have you been up to lately? Yep, I'm still in South Jersey. I'm, uh, I'm working in um, Mount Laurel, New Jersey, NFL Films, a uh, different part of South Jersey than where I'm from, but... Uh, living up here now and and into this sports media world. Yeah, what? Tell me a little bit about that. Working for I saw that on uh, uh when I was doing my LinkedIn research, working for NFL yeah. Films. How uh, how did that come about? What do you do? What does your day to day look like? And um, where are you trying to take that? Yeah, so uh, just you know, con- uh, meeting people, knowing people, and um, I, it's, it's slightly my background, I can say, in um, the media world. I had a lot of classes, my communications degree at Penn State. And um, as far as what I do now, you know, a lot of editing, video logging. Um, I'm working mainly on the NFL matchup show, which is, you know, X's and O's. So uh, you guys can tune into that and uh, just getting, uh, you know, helping the average football watcher learn more in-depth football uh, on Sundays. And as I said, editing, cutting a lot of things. I'm on Peyton's Detail. Uh, if anyone watches that, uh, it's pretty cool stuff. So I'm I'm taking a full dive in. That's awesome, man. Well, congratulations. That's a super cool gig to get into and stay close to football. Um, but uh, so as you know, Coach Pry, the hire, 
we wanted to talk to somebody who played under him. Um, and he was actually at, you actually arrived at Penn state before, uh, before he did, you graduated in 2017. Uh, he was the assistant head coach and co-defensive coordinator from 2014 to 2015. And then the defensive coordinator and linebackers coach for 2016 to 2021. It was actually a finalist for the linebacker coach of the year in 2014. So We've talked a lot about his accolades. We've seen him talk in front of Castle Coliseum. We've gone back and watched interviews from his time at Penn State. Uh, but speaking to the Virginia Tech fan base broadly, speaking to recruits, speaking to current players, what are Virginia Tech fans, players, and recruits getting in the new head coach, Coach Pry? Uh, I can say they're going to get a or getting a stand-up uh, guy, you know, a man of his word, uh, up front, high high energy, uh, high moral, high uh, quality uh, coach that's going to, you know, give the kids everything they need to uh, to, to be able to succeed. And I can uh, tell you that, you know, firsthand. So looking back on your career, um, and you had an absolutely tremendous senior year uh, at Penn State, uh, how did he help you refine your game? How did he help you improve? And what is his coaching style? Yeah, I can definitely say, you know, he's going to be the same guy week in and week out. You know, you're not going to get a guy that's going to rah-rah when you win or rah-rah when you lose and then, you know, be different the next week. He's going to give you consistency, which, you know, ultimately is what every player needs, uh, you know, to be able to go out there on Saturdays and perform at the coach's level uh, to be able to win. And I think he was, you know, he's, a, he's he coaches you hard. He coaches you hard, but he, he's also able to make it fun. And you can never lose that in the game of football as, you know, as crazy as things get. You know, he makes it fun. He's still going to coach you tough. He's going to uh, hold you to a certain uh, accountability. And, you know, that's what he did in that linebacker room and for our defense. And, you know, that's why we had the success we had. I always ask folks this uh, when we're trying to learn about a coach or if we interview somebody from Virginia Tech. Do you have any uh, any funny stories or, or or different memories that you have from your time with Coach Pry? I just think uh, there's not one that stands out, but you talk about my senior year, uh, 2016. That was a good year for Penn State. You know, we um, won some big games, Big Ten Championship, went to the Rose Bowl. But that year was just so full of uh, ups and downs, you know. Definitely didn't start too hot if you look back at that year. And in our linebacker room specifically, had a lot of injuries, um, and things were not always looking pretty. And I could just – when I think back to Coach Prize energy, like I said, he's consistent in who he is. And uh, I think we really lied, laid on that, relied on that, I should say, um, and kept us, you know, uh, never wavered, never wavered, uh, always kept it fun. And when I think back to any memory of Coach Pry, I just think of a smile, think of a laugh, and I think of, you know, how he speaks to us, uh, respects the kids, and we respect them right back even more so. So this is a question uh, that we had written in from Gobbleshot's tailgates, and and I think it's I think it's been a pain point for Virginia mm-hmm. Tech for a long time, and it's the fact that Penn State comes to Virginia and takes the best players out of Virginia consistently over and over and over again. So I want to say, um, or I want to ask, what about Coach Pry has made him such a solid recruiter at Penn State? Uh, obviously, Penn State has great infrastructure. Obviously, Penn State has a rich tradition. Uh, and I know he didn't recruit you to Penn State, but do you do you know what may separate him as a uh, as a recruiter and his ability to land so many DMV players in the uh, at Penn mm-hmm. State? Well, I'll just say, you know, I'm from Jersey as you are as well, especially the up north part of Jersey. New Jerseyans feel the same way about how, you know, Penn State recruits or he's been able to recruit 
uh, some of the guys out of the state. And I think it's just, I think it's his character. I don't, you know, and when you meet him, I'm sure you, you'll get a chance. You know, he'll lay, he'll put his hands on you in a positive way. You know, he'll talk football, he'll be in your face a little bit, not as the most as some coaches may be. But he'll be able to really connect with these kids because these guys are kids. They're 18, 17 years old um, and really, you know, create a bond, create a future in their heads that they can see. Because every kid, you know, wants to be an all star player, wants to be on the field at Virginia Tech. And I think the way he coaches and the way he can uh, speak to you, he can have you envision that in, uh, in your own head being the kid that is. And uh, give you that confidence that, hey, look, you come here. I'm going to coach you up to be the best. There's no top ACC. There's no, you know, top in Virginia. You're going to be the best in the country. That's the way he's going to coach. Um, he doesn't look at it, you know, any other way. Uh, and that I think that's what gets kids. You know, they they want to be – for the kids that want to be coached hard, want to have fun, and, um, you know, and those are the kids that he'll he'll attract. We're fired up, especially after his uh, after his press conference and everything he's doing. I mean, he seems to be pushing all the right buttons and um, just uh, seems really excited. I love the personality. Excited to mm-hmm. get to know him and get to know the staff a little bit as it continues to get put together. Um, being a Jersey guy, I got to ask you two last questions here. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, you saying you're from South Jersey. I'm assuming you call it pork roll, but is it pork roll or Taylor ham? It's pork roll. It's pork roll. I don't eat pork anymore, but I grew up on pork roll, yeah. Okay. And then where is the best <laughs> uh, best slice of p- pizza around you? Ooh, I'll take it back to where I'm from, Atlantic City, uh, by the shore. And mm, it's a tough one, man. I don't, I, I'm, I'm not sure if I want to ruffle any feathers. You know, I say one place, another place might get mad at me. But uh, actually, no, to be safe, to protect myself from back home, there's a place where I live uh, now up here outside of Philly. Crust and Fire is pretty good. Crust and Fire Pizza. Crust and Fire Pizza. Uh, Brand, uh, Brandon, really appreciate your time today. Um, and that just at the end, if people want to keep up with you or um, check out your work, I know you mentioned it was on detail. Where can we find it? Where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, underscore, underscore, B Bell. That's what most people call me, B Bell. Um, and yeah, anything NFL Films, follow NFL Films accounts. Uh, the pay in detail stuff, that's on ESPN Plus. There is a subscription. So, you know, follow that as you may. And, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to what you guys can do down there at Virginia Tech, man. I'll definitely be a fan. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I can say. Awesome. Well, Brandon, if you ever make your way down to Blacksburg, be sure to let us know. For sure, I will. I will. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate you, man. To wander, tripping in the sand. We smoke out windows, drink till we can't stand. But I saw you dance like you want to in my head. And all she said is, Oh, I know it's what you're thinking.